Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, the number one podcast in the world. Pretty sure we can say that. <laughs> uh, the lawyer is shaking their heads. Okay. Sorry, lawyer. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for sitting in next hey. to uh, who? who? Simon, Simon Pegg. Pegg. Yeah. Yes. Simon, Simon Pegg, Pegg and Deborah are mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today we've got an extra special episode. We're covering Thor Love and Thunder, which we all saw yesterday, I believe. And we have a special guest, friend of the show, Alex. Hello, Alex. Hey, how are you guys doing? Hi, Brian. Just so Hi. good. Just so good. Uh, longtime listeners of the show will know Alex very well. He's been on here several times. Whenever we need like, uh, the the is it three times? This yeah. will be number four. Really? Okay. I thought it was yeah. more than that. This is four Love and Thunder? Oh. Mm, yes. So the fourth Thor movie. We've requested the fourth exhibition of Alex on the show. For the fourth Thor, you went for more. Mm-hmm. Alex, yeah. we've been peeping your tweets saying anybody, any podcast hey. out there that want to guest hey, for Thor. Hey, Gondor calls for a <laughs> streaming things answer. We so are the Rohan. Rohan right. will answer. Right. Yeah, Alex, we keep him in our back pocket whenever we need the perspective of a straight white male. On retainer. <laughs> we don't got enough of those running around yeah, so on this show. We, we call up Alex. Like, hey, man, more? what are your thoughts? Like, Let me tell you, it's a straight white man. <laughs> ben Folds is hard out here. <laughs> Uh, so we're so thankful to all of our many, many listeners that have stuck with us all this time and just joined us recently. Uh, we've been reading tons and tons of your emails. So many. And we, we like that. Keep oh, we doing love that. it. Yeah. Uh, even though it's uh, a lot, like it's it's a lot in a good way. It's kind of like a, a birthday party when you eat too, a little too much cake. It's not like, oh, that was too much. It's like, oh, I don't know if this analogy is going anywhere. Oh, I'm sure you're crashing. Oh, that, that was too much, but I regret nothing. Exactly. There, yeah. Thank you for coming in, Steve. I really yeah. appreciate that. I got you, boo. Uh, but our Stranger Things coverage has not ended per se, necessarily. We've got potentially some guests down the pipeline, some more ideas coming up. <gasps> Intrigue. But maybe. We can't speak on it yet because we don't know for sure. Mystery. Indeed. Vagueness. <laughs> Ambiguity. Oh, Ooh, another solid. <laughs> What'd you say? I said solid. Andy went antonym. (laughs) (laughs) Liquid. I I thought Andy came in with another synonym and he's like, solid. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So don't, don't fret about that. But also we want to start transitioning into the other things that we do. So we, we, we cover the big movies of the week. Occasionally we talk about things we've been streaming occasionally and we'll uh, keep breaking down deep dive style. uh, Those older films that you guys request. So continue to do that as well. You can email the show at any time. By writing into streamingthingspod at gmail.com. That's streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Get it. Still didn't learn the words. <laughs> you can also subscribe to the Patreon to get extra content like me singing at patreon.com slash streaming things. That's patreon.com slash streaming things. And subscribe at a variety of tiers that help us out greatly and provide you with some extra little something, something special. You like a little something, something on the side, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And the difference between ordinary and extraordinary is Patreon. The main feed is your main relationship with us. The Patreon feed is your side piece relationship with us. But it's still also you guys. Yeah, it's the same. So it's like you're trying to spice it up. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's like like always just like, oh, hey, fancy meeting you here, despite the fact that you guys walked in together. Mm -hmm. It's like cheating on somebody with multiple personality disorder Mm -hmm. and they don't know it. That's why whenever I post something on the Patreon account, I start off with, hey, professor. Mm-hmm. He does. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, but he does it. Hey, professor, I've got a new poll for you to do. Mm-hmm. One of these four films. 
Yeah, that's uh, one of the things that Patreon provides. You can vote on uh, what films we're going to cover next, suggest things to us. And uh, we're coming up with some more tier options here soon, too. Uh, we want to get a Discord going. We're trying to invest in some streaming cameras so that we can record our faces while we record these episodes and maybe put them up on the YouTubes or something like that. So you guys, for those of you that like to watch your podcasts, we want to make that available to you. Uh, I think that's all. The, no, you can also follow us on Twitter at StreamThingPod. That's Twitter.com slash StreamThingPod, I guess. Uh, and me personally at Movies Are Therapy on TikTok and Twitter. And Andy's on the, on the twat. At Andy Most Days. And Steve? See me 13. And Alex has a Twitter. I do. It's it's all subjective. That's the Twitter handle, that just is, so everybody's yeah. clear. Uh, he wasn't saying, like, metaphorically that all Twitter handles are subjective, though they are. He was saying... It's Twitter all handle. subjective. Yeah, it's how to find it. Is there anywhere else that you, to find some of your work or your thoughts that you want? To, maybe your letterbox. I mean, like the letterbox is the same thing. It's yeah. all subjective. There's yeah. no e at the end. It really sounds like you're being philosophical. Still, it's it's my stance on media criticism. Yeah, but yeah. your reviews are concise and effective, and I respect them. That, that's what I try to do. Is I don't want to be wider than the preview. Sure, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah, I'm never going to click like away. Crazy. I'm never going to click away. You know. The, they're one of my favorite film critics. I follow him on Letterboxd and he writes these beautiful and he's a brilliant writer. Sure. And it's like at the end of the letterbox, though, it says continue reading on IndieWire. And I'm like, no. Right. Mm. I already know what I've felt pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's, I don't, you know, I think just it's I think it's just that spirit of rebellion. You know, you know no calls to action work with me. Yeah. No CTAs right. with Alex. It's mm. all subjective. I get it. So we're here to talk about Thor Love and Thunder. And uh, first, I want to start off, if you haven't seen the film yet, don't worry. We're going to do some spoiler-free thoughts right up front, just our overall general feelings on the film. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can stick around from that and then pause it and come back for the spoiler section after you've seen it. So don't fret there. Mm -hmm. Andy, uh, you just watched it last night. I Wait, did. Be- before we get into it, isn't there something we need oh, to do first? Criminy shiminy. Andy oh, did something neat. I did a little thing. Steve established a thing, and I wanted to keep that thing going. Mm-hmm. Previously, we did a little thing called Mad Libs for Stranger Things. I like to call this the Rad Libs. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, rad, I swoop that up. That way, they can't sue us. So, Andy's Rad Lib. <laughs> well, they could probably <laughs> sue us for this one, but we'll get there when we get there. So, this one is a little story written by me, mostly by Taika Waititi, but also by me. I call it The Hammer in the Slammer. Okay. And so okay. I need to go through some words with you guys. Chris, let's start with you. I need a person in the room. Uh, Alex. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm involved. We finally got another person. Yeah, we don't have to look at the action figures on the, on the bookshelf. <laughs> Next, I need a noun. Bugle. The instrument or the snack? The snack. Oh, Witch fingers. Oh, yeah. I need a past tense verb. Bran. I need a noun. Fear. A past tense verb. Pissed. A plural noun. Priests. I need an adjective. Caramelized. A noun, please. Alex? Swordfish. (laughs) I was answering and you cut me off, motherfucker. (laughs) And I need a noun. Oh, swordfish. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bookshelf. I say that, too, when I'm crestfallen. Oh, bookshelf. So stick around to the end to find out what these jabronis came up with for the story, The Hammer in the Slammer. That's Steve's line. Yeah, I swooped it. Yeah, that's good. Good swooping. So you know what? If anyone was going to ride my coattails, I'm happy it's Andy. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Now we got a little Thor-flavored Mad Lib. See if we can keep this tradition going throughout our our coverage in the off-seasons. Andy, what did you think overall of Thor Love and Thunder? 
Dude, so I experienced this with uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and it continued with Thor Love and Thunder. Now that we're in phase four, right? Yes. Correct? In the MCU. Indeed. Now that they have like completed the big arc, they made all the money and they're done. Now they're like, okay, let's get weird with it. Let's have some fun. And Thor Love and Thunder was that for me to a T. And I know that this movie has not been getting the best reviews. Like, it's not like, oh, my God, it's trash. But pretty much universally, the response has been, well, it ain't uh, Ragnarok. And it's not. Yes. It's not. To me, it's very slightly, but only a little bit underneath Ragnarok. I love this movie. It was weird. It was silly. It was uh, annoying at times, but like the annoyance became humor over time. Uh, I thought that it was uh, really, 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 really effective. And even though like the main plot ultimately was something that I didn't feel like I cared about and then didn't feel like instrumental to the overall MCU, it like it felt like a fun contained movie and more than anything it felt like a taika waititi romp it felt like he was having a lot of fun with it and it felt like everybody that was in the movie was having fun with him and so i had an absolute blast with it it, it was top tier for me awesome awesome alex uh I, I i have it scored here as a seven out of ten but that seven is a high six that i rounded up mm-hmm. okay uh, so a 6.9 no like nice. like a 0.7 0.8 you okay. know like somewhere in there it's, it's not a whole seven mm-hmm. i liked the different parts of it i liked that i felt like there was like three good stories going but all of them did not mix to make a good whole story like i wanted more of everything that it did well and i feel like it wasted time even it coming in under two hours and that was the thing that kind of surprised me was this is the shortest one in the last four years and i just i really thought it did not make the best use of the story i didn't think it made the best use of its time it's good for what it is but i don't think it's good enough i think it just does enough to kind of get by and a lot of it felt super rushed and for the first time in a long time i actually wanted a marvel movie to be a little longer right it's funny how that works it did look like there were a couple of things that got cut out sure Uh, like they set something up that did not pay off Mm -hmm. and that was pretty surprising i think they said there was a bunch of deleted footage right was it this movie that it was like a news story about how much how many i know that yeah, uh, lena Heedy uh is being sued right now by her former agents over a role that she had in this film that was ultimately cut and uh that's a pretty big actress to have paid apparently a substantial amount of money to come be in your film and then just be like now nah, we're good an entire role yeah wow steve what were your overall thoughts on thor love and thunder Uh, I think my thoughts mirror almost to a point, Alex's. Uh, I went into this movie, and again, this might be my fault. I watched Thor Ragnarok this week in preparation for this, and that's just such a great goddamn movie. Um, So I was really excited, like, you know, it's Taika Waititi again. It's more fun. Let's do it. And when they made Thor Love and Thunder, I think they had on a post-it board on like a board behind. They're like, okay, the three things we need to do to make this movie successful. Step one. Do the same thing as Ragnarok, but more. Step two, profit. Step three, goats. And they ran with that plan. And unfortunately, I think what it does is it does a thing called overexposing your weaknesses. So by by taking what was popular in Thor, for instance, Korg. We all love Korg. Mm-hmm. I love Korg. Uh, by making him a main character and having him on screen a lot more, you kind of show, you overexpose the weaknesses that that character has, where he's not as 
impactful and and i think that's a good allegory for the rest of the movie is like they try to do a lot of the things they do in ragnarok but more ultimately it doesn't hit nearly as hard as it did in that movie and the movie is just kind of a I don't know. There, there's something hollow to it. And I can't quite explain it because as I'm sitting in the theater watching it, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. I had I laughed. I chuckled. But I really don't think this movie really connected at all until act three, which is strange because it's usually the opposite with a Marvel movie. Usually in the third act Marvel movies fall apart. This movie, I felt like didn't even start going until the third movie or the third act. Excuse me. Um, but you could the, also say that about the, the <laughs> Thor run. <laughs> The things what? didn't start going until the third movie. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. all Thor movies were good. All right. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah, I I'm with Alex where I think the the first Thor movie is amazing. And you can come at me, guys. I don't care. <laughs> I will die on this hill. Like, I think the first Thor movie is. Ooh, ooh. I'm going to say it just to be controversial. I think it's the best phase one first superhero movie. You think no, it's better that, than Iron Man? That is controversial. Stuff. I have it in my top 10 for the MCU. Iron Man has a weak. Is it a rounded up ten though? <laughs> no, it is ten. No, no, it is number ten. Is it like a Andy's? It's not ten. Sheet ten. You know, <laughs> like it's just in there because you ran out. No, <laughs> it is not. <laughs> but no, I think the first Thor movie is a really, really good movie, and people shit on it for, for reasons I, I don't really understand. But. Going back to this one, I just think I had high expectations. It didn't meet them. Um, and there's a lot of things I think it did in excess where it should have focused more on story. And it really kind of regressed the character of Thor in a way that I didn't really, you know, like. Um, and we'll get more to that in the spoilers because uh, I feel like I'm rambling a little too long. But Chris, what did you think? I'm not really sure anymore. You know, you ever just been confused? Uh, my initial Thor love and wonder <laughs> Ooh. question mark. <laughs> I really like this movie uh, more than most people from what it seems like, because I've talked to a lot of people about this film already. And um, I laughed a ton. I'm a huge Taika Waititi fan, but I can't even it's funny to me because I can't hammer down who's going to like this film because you would have thought, well, if you're a huge ah, hammer down, <laughs> you would have thought. If you're a huge Taika fan, then you're going to love it. And if, if you're not into that aesthetic, then you're going to hate this film, right? If you're a huge comic book uh, you know, aficionado who's looking for the Thor arc to be brought to screen, then maybe maybe you hate this. But that's not true because I know that Steve is a huge fan of Taika Waititi. Uh, he loves Our Flag Means Death. He loves what we do in the shadows. And, so, and he loves Thor Ragnarok, as he said. I think you're a big fan of Jojo Rabbit, right? Oh, he loved Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, it's a great so, movie. I think that that's not it. And that's interesting to me. Um, I really like this movie. I do think that the first two acts are kind of a mess, but the third act is so strong that it absolved me. It, it absolved the first two acts of their sins to me, which weren't like miserable. I was laughing the whole way, but I was oh, yeah. like, I don't really know where they're going. And then in the third act, I was like, oh, I don't think they did either. But this is great now that we're here. I do have some gripes. Uh, with the film, a lot of them actually that we'll talk about in spoilers. But overall, again, that finish was so strong. And I'm so into like I've heard a lot of criticism about Taika Waititi needs to get over himself. He got too much free reign with this. Mm -hmm. I disagree completely. I <clears throat> fucking let him. I, it should have been weirder. You know, like uh, I agree that Multiverse of Madness should have been Raimier. Mm -hmm. And I think I would have actually liked that movie if it had been. And I think this should have been Waititi -er. 
Uh, <laughs> if that's a, a moniker I can use. Um, Let's use that in the next Rad Libs. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. White I like to be stuck with Rad Libs too. Uh, but for Waititi. Overall, I was sitting with uh, Andy and I saw it together with our, our our lady friends and a couple other buddies. Steve was there, so it was like. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. No, I didn't mean to separate you from the damn. other buddies part. <laughs> that was unintentional. And Steve was there. <laughs> We saw it with our loved ones, friends, acquaintances, and Steve. And at the very end of the row, we have Steve. And I feel like uh, the guy I was sitting next to, Sean, he and I were laughing a lot, you know, like really robustly. And I know Andy, I heard him laughing a lot. I was cracking up. My wife was chuckling. I didn't see Steve, but when I did look over, he was not laughing. I know that. Uh, at least at the, like, cause I was, you know, how you kind of glance that, yeah. that uh, what's the word? It's that communal laughter where you're kind of looking around and nod. And I would, when I got Steve, he would just be sitting there, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it didn't register to me at the time that he wasn't enjoying himself. I was like, Oh, he must've quit laughing right before I left. <laughs> no, I was laughing. I like, I, I do think the jokes probably were like maybe 60, 40 hit for me. Like yeah. 60 hit mm-hmm. 40% didn't. And there are a lot of jokes. So 40% of a law of a movie, is, is a lot of time, you know what I mean? I get, I need to rewatch the Kenneth Branagh version of Thor. It's been a long time. I, I definitely didn't dislike it, but I mm-hmm. don't, it's not memorable, obviously, to me. Wait, I've never Kenneth read Kenneth Branagh direct a Thor movie? Yeah, the first, the one. first one. Thor, yeah. Jesus That's why Christ. the first Thor is like very Shakespearean. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. And I, I think really got to go back. The character is silly inherently. And the people that say, because the, the, the biggest criticisms that I've seen levied against Thor, Love and Thunder are that it's coupled tonally very strangely with some very serious material. Mm-hmm. And I, I disagree. I don't know what material is serious about this. Uh, and I know what you're about to say. And I do have a rebuttal. I do have a rebuttal. Um, uh, the goats. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course. They're, Ultimately. They're, they're screaming. Like what I what I'm thinking in my head is like, oh, did he not did Taika Waititi not lend enough gravitas to your movie about the space Vikings fighting the shadow monsters throughout the cosmos? Dang, he did an egregious thing there. Uh, I think it's funny to me that that he thinks this is this is silly. You know, <laughs> peace off, ghost. Uh, and, peace off, ghost. And that's the way I like it. I think it suits it better than this. Uh, hey, man. Shakespearean version of, you know, the god of, of thunder personally well, but that's also like the entirety of thor's arc is starting as a god and then throughout all of those movies and i'm sure we'll get into it in the spoilers but like going through and i feel like within the mcu thor is the one character safe from maybe wanda that's taken the most l's you know mm, in terms yeah. of like her like in terms everybody of everybody like, around them dying and everyone around losing them dying, every fight their in. home world you know like being responsible for like a lot of the losses too and everything so the whole arc is like when people say the first thor is boring or well, it's like like not entertaining it's like of course it's not he is a young but like you know eternal basically but like young brash god with like kind of like a warmongering kind of spirit you mm-hmm. know and like it's a lesson it's the coming of age story and things like that and i feel like that's so far removed from when at the time it was just iron man incredible hulk with edward norton and then maybe iron man 2 and then thor i don't remember but thor came out the year before avengers okay i think so yeah and that was what 2011 that was 11? avengers was 12 
Okay. Yeah, so Thor had been 2011. Yeah, Yeah. because I worked at Florence at the time, which was 2011, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, and I feel like it's just his story is kind of the the inverse of or like it's the opposite of like what a lot of the other stories in the mcu are where it starts like super regal and shakespearean and boring he becomes human throughout like the entire arc of his movies because it kind of gets a little better each time but that's this isn't a thor 2011 review (laughs) podcast Mm. but no you kind of speak to something that i was i'm a little critical of in this movie is that thor also i think you can argue has the most character growth out of any yes. marvel superhero By in far, any movies yes. and i feel like that arc had a beautiful it came to a beautiful kind of conclusion or like a good point like at the end of ragnarok and then even through the end game series where he failed and he stopped believing in himself and now he does again so it's kind of interesting to see like oh where is this gonna you know the this new uh, the Natalie Portman of it all. Where is mm-hmm. that going to kind of take his character? And really, like from the jump, they're just like, "Nah, Thor's just kind of an idiot again." And it's like, I like him being dumb, but I don't want him to be this crass. Like, ah, oh, the people, I don't care about you. I'm just silly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, which uh, it seemed very. It seemed like a step backwards for the character and yeah. his character. Because he yeah. he's become such an emotionally vulnerable character as a credit to Taika Waititi in the way that he writes him, like mm-hmm. especially in Ragnarok. But yeah, I just feel like with this time, I don't know if it was just like a gratuitous amount of Taika Waititi, which I think we'll, I'm sure we'll get into. But like, it's just something about it felt like a half step off. Yeah. And I want to before we go too far, I do want to say I don't hate this movie. No, I, I just have criticisms of it. And I don't, I don't want people to think like there's that that sad old man Steve yelling at the, th- the thundercloud again. Well, first off, <laughs> he's fucking lying to you, listeners. <laughs> I believe Steve wrote it, rated it two and a half stars on Letterboxd. My review system is different than yours, man. A two and a half is like the like I like it. That's a five out of ten, which is an average film. I guess, but like if you turned in a test and you got back a five out of ten from the teacher, you'd be pretty sad. Yeah, but this, <laughs> I'm just looking at the education system funny. is fucked things up. Yeah, I mean, let, let's, <laughs> it is skewed. So you gotta look at this stuff like a bell curve, man. Yeah, yeah. the public education system is why I love Thor: Love and Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I should say Thor: Ragnarok is my favorite film in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I think I can mm-hmm. say that with pretty pretty high confidence. I, yeah, I love second that movie. only to Guardians of the Galaxy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's up there for sure. Guardians is great, too. I feel like Ragnarok's one of those movies that's, at the very least, it's in everyone's top five. Yeah. At the very minimum. Yeah. Well, one of the things, uh, still while we're doing Spoiler Free, that none of us have talked about, and I feel like it's, like, the biggest takeaway for me is how fucking phenomenal Christian Bale was in this Mm -hmm. movie. That was, bar none for me, the most interesting, well-acted MCU villain we've ever had. Yeah. And it's not even close. Like it, like this, not only just it, like the gravitas, he stole every scene that he was in. Like, I'm not even remotely looking at anybody else. Like his glowing eyes, just like I'm locked into them. And like, there's one of the handsomest, handsomest man in the world that's on stage with him or on screen with him. And I'm not even remotely looking at him. You got to see this Natalie live. Portman is there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that would have been so cool. You're getting lost. See the Christian Matt Damon eyes. and uh, Luke Hemsworth version of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that was so cool that they had him in that too. But oh my God, did he crush it? Yeah. It was so good. And yep. the special effects though is what I was getting at. Like that, the way that the sword would just like slip out of the ground and mm-hmm. into his hand. That was so cool. Yeah. The yeah. visual aesthetics of the movie are top notch, like mm-hmm. incredible. Like yeah. it's very colorful. I love the, that's the thing. I've heard a lot, a lot of, cool of criticisms online. Like this movie's fucking hideous. Uh, the, the, the compositing the CG stuff isn't always like a shining star. It's not always the best. Like, yeah, but the, I thought I thought the action was engaging, and I know that they shot a lot of this film on like a, 
Mandalorian style, like the volume or whatever, mm-hmm. like uh, in a parking lot. And so and maybe that's that's part of what you're seeing. But I mean, this is it's hard not to. They're on other worlds and right. stuff, right? Like this is what you got to do for the most part. So, yeah, you're either going to have the super colorful 80s band album cover planet or you're going to be in Seattle. Like, mm-hmm. where, right. like take your pick. <laughs> I think it was actually it was a Best Buy parking lot in Glendale. There was a scene that they shot there. Hell yeah. I wish actually I kind of wish I could see Thor just in a Glendale parking lot of a Best Buy. Right. And then they grabbed a bunch of steel. I'm looking for PlayStation (laughs) five. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, to pre-order that shit, Hoss. Uh, I like somebody calling him Hoss for some time. Down. <laughs> Send me to the next Best Buy. <laughs> Best Buy Frost. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> All right, let's yes. get into uh, let's get into spoilers so we can feel a little more willy nilly right now. If you have not seen Thor: Love and Thunder, go away. You are entering spoiler territory. You're bullshit. I love that there's a whole new crop, an army of tens of thousands of people that really appreciate that spoiler bumper again. I know. We, we made that years ago. <laughs> yeah. and, now, and now thousands of people actually will get that joke. Because yeah. <laughs> it was like years removed from Stranger Things. And we were like kind of looking at each other like, does this make any sense anymore? Yeah. You know, don't fix what isn't broken. That's exactly. We're like, just right. keep it. Yep. Uh, so any Yeah. Now we're in spoiler territory for Thor, Love and Thunder. And Andy, yes, you're right. Uh, Christian Bale knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. And I loved the the visual design of that, the sword that had its own uh, cognizance and would rise to his Mm -hmm. hand out of the ground, out of the shadows and stuff. It was so great. There was so much uh, effort and effect that went into the weaponry of this film, not just his weapon, but also uh, what's Thor's axe called Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. The anthropomorphized. Yeah. It's like creeping in from this off off camera. And it's like, hey bitch, what are you doing talking to this chick? Like what the hell? Talking to your ex. Did those jokes land for you, Steve? Like the whole oh, yeah. love interest axe thing? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. The, the, the axe, the, the, the romantic tr- love triangle with the, the, the hammer and the axe is maybe like my favorite like through joke of the whole movie because it did not ever make me laugh. The, the axe never did? Did not oh, ever sorry, not make you laugh? And, yeah, okay. sorry. Okay. I, okay. Yeah, you, we all froze like, <laughs> that sentence doesn't make sense. I haven't, I haven't slept all week, so I'm like bug-eyed and not talking. <laughs> yeah, but not not slept, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, okay, let's organize it this way, I guess. Um, uh, Alex, why don't you say something that you really loved that you feel the freedom of spoilers? I mean, I, Christian Bale hands down, I think mm-hmm. is the shining star of this. Uh, I really liked the fact that we're at an era in Russell Crowe's career where he can just be silly. Yeah, that's uh, great. I, I had, uh, did you th- think the Russell Crowe stuff landed? Not necessarily, but there was, it was just nice to see Russell Crowe. It's Crow good to see good him because he's used to be a stickler for, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but between I, honestly, Javert I don't and, think it went you know, great. Like that whole set piece it, was, it was, was a rough. I don't know that one scene where he lifted up his little skirt and dangerously yeah, that was was that was great. cracked me up. I, yeah. I will say, I think I had two like honest like belly laughs while I watched it, and uh, Ninny of the Nani was one. Oh, the, the actual like the court god, yeah, just like hey, Ninny of the Nani, Ninny Nani, like that. That to me was like the funniest goddamn thing. In the I whole feel like movie. that had to have been the Lena Headey part that got cut out because he was sitting in a Game of Thrones style chair that yeah. was made of scissors. And I feel like she had to have like been a character that like walked in and was part of the whole God thing. True. And, she's not and she would have been a great uh, uh, little game of, of omnipotent yeah. cities. Yeah. But I if think, I had to pick one thing, Shadow Realm. 
bar none. The that black was, and like, white that section. Was my fa- and that I was, was so, so cool. shocked because I like when I saw it in the trailer, I was like, that looks hokey. I bet I won't like it. Yeah. And like they got there and the way they were talking about it, like, oh, color doesn't dare even tread there. And it's like, this is dumb, you know, but like they got there and like, I love B movies. I love 50 sci-fi. And so like seeing like sort of like black and white, you know, like I guess Motley duochrome style uh like that grayscale with but what it really helps is it helps the cg look better and so like those shadow monsters coming up and like the designs of those like i thought all of that was so cool and i wanted more of that and it gets back to my one point with the movie where it's like here's a lot of great things but never enough of them but like shadow realm hands down was like the part of the film where i'm like this is great and more of that please it's definitely my favorite level on super mario galaxy Yes. Right. Yeah. I've never played that game and I really, really want to. There's that wide shot where it cuts to you and you can see like the planet's actually really, really tiny and yeah. they're like walking across it. Yeah. I love that. I can lend it to you uh, on Switch. That would be sweet. Yeah. Got you, buddy. Got you. Uh, so did any of you know anything about uh, Jane? Because this wasn't in the marketing, really. Like Jane Jane's, Fonda. Yeah. <laughs> that was, those, the little Jane jokes were hilarious. Jodie Foster. Yeah. Uh, all the Foster jokes, I should say. Uh, no, her backstory about having cancer and that's mm-hmm. the reason or the the path that she takes to becoming the mighty Thor. That's canon in the comics. Yes, right. it is. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, they, did any of you know that going into this film? I yeah. did. I read seven years worth of Thor comics out oh, of nice. Thunder because oh, it's just like I couldn't I, stop. I saw a TikTok video. That's how I knew. There so you go. pretty much the same amount of research went in. For yeah. sure. Because um, I, I know this wasn't advertised in the marketing for the film. So, Andy, I guess tell me about your experience uh, seeing the cancer stuff for the so, first time. You were like, what the hell's going on, right? So uh, I guess I should preface it first by saying that I love the fuck out of Natalie Portman. And uh, anything that she's in is better because she's in it. Ever since Mars Attacks. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> um, she's a wonderful actress. And it. so I, I should also preface by saying I did not like the first Thor movie to the extent that I never even watched the second one. Uh, Thor Dark World uh, is just not in my oeuvre because I never got there because the first Thor was boring to me. Like Alex was describing, it was just a god being a god at his prime and doing god things. And I was like, okay, uh, well, that was nothing and moved on with my life. But as far as the cancer, I loved the whole concept of a more not just a mortal but the side piece uh well she wasn't a side piece she she was an actual love interest but she was so minor in like the whole thor canon of this and maybe by virtue of the fact that it was natalie portman and she's expensive but she was so minor in the mcu overall but to have this um very minor mcu character suddenly be on thor's level uh was phenomenal and to have it be like undermined by this uh hey there's this very very mortal thing that's going on uh that is an active detriment to what you're doing and experiencing i love that and i love that she's so awkward with it and she's like oh my god i'm a normal person with that i'm this science nerd with superhero powers now and like i need a catchphrase right and but i'm clumsy and i can't come up come up with one i thought that was great i don't remember jane having that much personality in the original thor mm-hmm. uh and so to see that in this film i thought was fantastic so i i, I bought it all hook line and sinker i mm-hmm. thought it was great no yeah uh, steve what about you how would you think of the mighty thor Oh, I love Natalie Portman. I think everything, and again, this is back to what I was saying earlier, like every good thing that we bring up about this movie, I will always say, yeah, cool. 
caveat. I wish they did something different or they did something a little bit better because I, on paper, I think Natalie Portman as Lady Thor is so good. And I love, I, I've Not always even Lady Thor. It's just Thor. It's mighty Thor. Just uh, want to be clear about me. that. Yes, yeah, so you're correct. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm like living off of like five years of internet. You literally just spoke a, a line of Gore, the God butcher there. And she had to correct him. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, it's it's great, and you know she she brings such a love into the she brings such a passion to this role, and, and I think it's because <laughs> I think it's because she purposely did not want to be in Marvel films for a long time because she did not like how they wrote her character. Yes, um, she thought that they were she was just and she was she was really just there to be like I'm Thor's love interest and I'm going to be the one who faints when danger happens, you know. But she came back because. You know, Taika Waititi wanted to make her an actual superhero, and they had done that in the comics, and mm-hmm. and I and I think that's what they're pulling from. And I just wish they kind of treated that a little bit more, her cancer at least, a little bit more with reverence in terms of like she is dying, and this is a serious thing. Because even the first scene when she's like hooked up to the chemo, it's like, oh no, I'm fine. No, I don't have I don't have cancer. She's acting like it's no bother. So the next time when she's normal and she's like on the ground dying, you're like. Okay, I th- I thought this stage four cancer or stage five, whatever it was, isn't affecting you because that's how you've been acting this whole movie. And then you learn that the can the 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 hammer is accelerating. Is, is stopping her from actually her body being able to fight the cancer, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny because it's like hammer, you had one job. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> so in the comics, that's explained as the cancer is the the hammer cures parts like what's not part of you. And so the cancer, because it's within your cells, is part of you. So the hammer can't cure cancer, but it was pushing all of the chemo out. Oh, was okay. how they were uh, made See, that that's work smart. The yeah, that's a really cool explanation. Other than like, uh, just not working. It just don't work like that. Like, it just don't for, work. For what it's worth, my experience with cancer, just in my life with my loved ones, it's it it is fine, and it's you make a joke of it until suddenly it's not fine, mm-hmm. and then it's very fast. It's exactly. That's what my rebuttal was going to be because I, I assume they're talking about the cancer when I see these criticisms levied about, hey, you've got this really serious subject that's atonal with Tyka's sensibilities. And I thought to myself, you know, having my mom passed away from cancer and it's like, I don't know if anyone having cancer watching this film uh, really wants to be super sad about it in this moment when they're watching Thor Love and Thunder. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not saying they have to make it like a super depressing movie, but I've seen Jojo Rabbit. That's a funny movie that deals with incredibly dark themes in a very it, it, it gives it its due reverence and diligence and mm. keeps it on the pedestal while also remaining fun. Mm. And I just, this movie was just fun for fun's sake. Like, I don't know the, the scene of Natalie Portman going through chemo and just being like, here, let me rip up your book and write, Oh, I'm being really manic and weird. And like, I'm nothing bothers me. So I'm going to say something controversial and actually agree with you. But I think for, I think we're going in different directions about the cause of that. I, the writing of the beginning of this movie is a mess. And I don't think they really knew what to do. And I, I'll grant you all of that. But I also don't know. Natalie Portman's one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. Always has been one of the best to ever do it. She's great. Ever since Mars Attacks. I don't <laughs> I don't know against that comment. I don't know how great she is in a comedic role. I don't think that that's her strong suit at all. Mm-hmm. She's got Garden State-ish. And I don't know what else. And uh, the no one with Ashton attached. Kutcher. Yeah, that one. Closer just, as well. Pretty funny. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> of course. Black, Black Swan. Hilarious. No, Black, Black Swan. Hilarious. Yeah. Am I right? 
So I, thought, like, I think she's the weakest comedic element in this movie. And I think that that speaks to a lot of what Steve's issues were. And I agree with you. Like, imagine, I'm going to say something crazy. Imagine Jennifer Lawrence, right? Like, just, it, it would have, the kookiness would have fit oh, way she, better. It, it really would have been She would have crushed her. it, right? Yeah. She's yeah. great at playing awkward characters, too. Yeah. It's yeah. like that role was written with her in mind. Yes. That's, yeah. Thank you. Nox, bro. But Jennifer Lawrence wasn't huge in 2011 yet. That's why they already cast Natalie Portman. Was she not? <laughs> she was still doing first class business. Hunger Games hadn't happened yet. Hunger Games had not happened in 2011? I mean, the books had. had Winter Bone. Oh, true, come out true. Yeah. Huh? I think Winter's Bone might have come Winter's out. Winter's Bone is that year, I think, yeah. 2011. Okay. She's mm-hmm. about to break out. Yeah. About, to make, yeah. about to get that Oscar, yeah. And Alex, you were going to say something about uh, no Natalie Portman's comedic was. chops, I think. Oh, I really liked the chemistry she had with Chris Hemsworth, though, because mm-hmm. they, I've Did seen you? this described as kind of like MCU's first like rom-com attempt. And again, it's another situation where like, yeah, I loved that. Where was more of that? And that's how I felt with how like they handled her cancer, too. And I'm not going to sit there and compare it and like juxtapose it to the comics and how they handle Jane Foster, because this isn't there's mm, a difference between Taika Waititi and, and Jason Aaron. But like. It's that thing where it's just like 20 more minutes in that runtime. Mm-hmm. I think you could give more to Gore. Please give more to Gore. Which I'll, I'll give all of that 20 minutes. And then <laughs> give a little bit more to the cancer. Explain how like the hammers maybe like hurting it better or hurting, hurting it better. Hurting her, you know, and <laughs> let him fuck. Like, you know, say it. Yeah. Let's let Thor, the mighty Thor and a regular Thor. Let him fuck. Would the axe the and hammer, hammer scissor them better? What? I said, would the axe and hammer scissor? They would form a pair of scissors. Yeah. yeah. Blunt, blunt on one end. I'm. This movie would get instantly two more stars for me if you just let him fuck. Well, Corey would got get to a full. Get some. You would get full him and, five stars. Him and, him if, and Dwayne, Dwayne, yeah, yeah. And it's the half star. Yeah, it's secrets of Dumbledore all so, over again. Right. Let them fuck. Let them fuck. Come on. Uh, on the topic of giving more time to Gore, how so Gore time? How do you have a character Gore the God Butcher? who only on screen butchers a god and is actually right. more gore the child kidnapper. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. like that to me was like, again, it's just wasting. Like what was like, what could have been a better use of the time that they had, you know, in yeah. like omnipotent city or something like that. Or one of my least favorite scenes in the entire movie, which was the second scene after the gore intro with a pair up of him and the guardians. I hated that. I hated that. I agree with you. I hated that. I thought it was way too zany. That's where everything that Steve talks about comes in full force. It's like, why are we back to this Thor? Why is he so assholey? And what are they doing? Nobody cares about them right now. They don't even care about the Guardians in this movie. Like, uh, Chris, have you seen the trailer? You got all of uh, Chris Pratt's lines, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think Rocket has a line and then no one else has a line. I think Nebula screams once. It's I would have much preferred a uh, an extended sequence of just Thor alone and being sad. To, to, I know they, they they probably were requested by the studio. Hey, you need a big action sequence now. I'm surprised they started, though. They opened this movie with that that dark scene with gore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hated that the God now. So here's where I'm starting to accidentally agree with you guys about the Tyka stuff. But I hated that the God that betrayed Gore and caused all of this was all Tyka and funny and goofy. Like I would have from liked- completely different. Like you have Christian Bale being yeah. an amazing actor. Yeah. And then you have this guy that is dragged off of community theater off of uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Broadway. <laughs> it, up. it was yeah. a massive mismatch. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. I agree. I agree with that. 
Not to saying he's a poor actor. It's just that what he's doing. He, yeah. he he's doing You're in the what, scene with Christian Bale. It's not your fault. He's doing right. what Matt Damon yeah. is doing in the joke play. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like the the thing you you had mentioned where like you don't hate the story, you just wish it was told better. And if I could pull from the comics here just for a second and explain like how I kind of like when I saw the trailer, hammer pulls you off, and, and saw oh saw God. the marketing where I was just like, oh, I'm gonna kind of like put in my head how I think the story would go. Kind of thing, basically like fantasy books and pro wrestling stuff here with, with Thor, Love, so and Thunder. Dude, give me some bones. And boom, baby. So we're about like, to do Alex headcanon. So the way I would, like when someone's like, hey, here's the premise, here's the trailers, here's the marketing. I was like, okay, cool. In the comics, the whole the whole thing is Gore is right the entire time. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. That's how I felt watching this Gore movie. is right. So the internal struggle is Thor's battle with worthiness is that he understands all gods are not worthy. Like no God is worthy of the worship and the love and the praise they get. So he has to kind of fight against that and prove his worthiness time and time again. Like, and you kind of see that evidence where he just kind of grabs the hammer real fast. But uh, there's a spot in the comics where when Jane Foster gets the hammer is the rule is there should always be a Thor. And at one point Thor is deemed unworthy. And so the hammer calls to her, she picks it up and it goes on from there. And that's kind of how I thought it was going to go, because that gives you time to see Gore actually do some God butchering. You get Thor in an internal struggle with his retirement, feeling like, what is he worthy? And then you would have some time to let Natalie Portman breathe as the character. And that's kind of in my head how I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, that's how I'm seeing this. And to get what we got, it's like bits and pieces and I agree with you that that would have been the better movie. And I'm not going to sit there and say like, oh, I'm mad it's not what I wanted because it's not the case. I just think that like. Well, it's not like you were expecting Mephisto and didn't get it. You were <laughs> just yeah. oh, it's like, oh, multiverse. It's like we're getting the multiverse. Like, no, we're getting Evan Peters and a dick joke. Yeah. But like you were pondering a three act structure of a story that you already knew. Yeah. And just like, oh, cool. I can see where they can pull from this here and there. And I just thought like what we got was like almost that. But it's just a situation where the sum of like the parts are greater than the whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's how I felt almost the entire time. But the goats, I fucking loved. I love the goats. I the goats so I, funny. I never got tired of the goats. And then they weren't, and then they were oh, fucking they were hysterical. Funny. He committed to the bit. Funny. The goats at some point <laughs> did not make me laugh, and then he did it so many more times that yeah. they were funnier than they had ever been. And that's a dangerous type of humor because you risk <laughs> yeah. that it's always annoying. Uh, like I'd forgotten about the goats. I think it's when they hit the planet in the shadow realm. Yeah, they just go. <laughs> That's what I have in my nose when I was talking about uh, at the beginning in the spoiler free. Get weird with it. It's screaming goats steering a rainbow chariot crashing into a dark dimension moon. There's a <laughs> crash into this fucking moon. Like, oh my god, get weird with it. I love it. I didn't yes. catch it. Did they say the goats' names? I don't think so. Okay, it's Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder. Are there names? Hey, yes. I love and, it. Yeah, they're awesome. So that, that's canon too? Yeah, and that's actually canon in Norse mythology too. I feel like oh, Cord shit. might have said it. Okay, I couldn't I, maybe, remember. Don't quote tooth me on masha? that. Tooth Tooth masher? But yeah, oh, like, as soon them. as they had them on the Milano and like it's that close up. Alyssa Milano? And like the goat's eyes all cockeyed, the tongue's out. And it's like, ah! yeah. and it's just like in your face. I sat there, I'm like, these are going to be my favorite things the entire time. Like I love them and they must be protected. Yes. <laughs> Like, uh, I never got tired of I'm them. a big fan of the goats. One thing that really saddened me was uh, toward the end of the second act, Valkyrie gets wounded and taken out of the fight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very yes. much so. I was yeah. really fucking pissed about that. Because Tessa Thompson takes a backseat the entire to, movie. To no one. Yeah. She is She is the hobbit. She, she is, bows to no one. She is awesome in every scene she's in. I, and like, and she I was sold swagger. on this giant... 
like Mighty Jane the Mighty Thor, Valkyrie, fucking awesome fest. Yeah. And I don't feel like I got that. I thought they it was got still too, too, much too quick. Thor centered. Yeah. Like I wanted to see Valkyrie kick more ass. Steve, you got really excited. What did you want to say about that? So there's a scene specifically with Valkyrie leading <clears throat> where she explains like why she can't be in the final battle. That scene is a big problem that I have with this movie overall. It's a perfect distillation of why this movie kind of drives me nuts in the way. The yada, it does. yada, yada, the big thing there. <laughs> this movie doesn't yada, yada. It waka wakas things away. <laughs> Where is it? Waka waka <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tessa Thompson literally like, oh, I would go with you. Oh, but my spleen, I can't drink anymore. Like jokes. And like, I'm sitting there like, again, you seem fine. <laughs> right. I've seen you in way bigger peril than mm, my spleen's kind of hurting. I'm going to sit this one out, dog. Yeah, I know the fate of the world is on the is in the balance. It was such She's a, a lazy way Valkyrie. to get her out of there. Yeah. I thought for a second that they were going to kill her off. And I was like, whoa, that's brave. Same with Korg. I thought for a second mm. they were killing Korg. And each time I'm like, wow, this is really brave. And then they like waka waka that away. Like, no, Korg's a, Korg's a face I now. like that Korg was a face. Korg, yeah, that, that was funny. That, that would work. But the, the Valkyrie Apparently one. I don't need my buddy. And it's alive as my mouth. But Valkyrie, that pissed me off. That's one yeah. of my favorite characters. Uh, and I, I love just, how they called her King Valkyrie. Yeah. Yes. And I yeah. feel like the marketing of this sold me on a, a Valkyrie-centric movie. Uh, and uh, a Jane-centric movie that ultimately I didn't get because I'm not that fascinated by Thor's continual ennui of a millennia, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just not. And I've also never been intrigued by the romance of Thor and Jane. Mm-hmm. And I blame that. Not I hadn't even, been well, until key, this movie. It's, it's key to Fair. Thor learning how to be human. Yeah. For his character in the comics, maybe, but and I think the, mo- it's the, key, the movies. Yeah. yeah. I it's think the, the MCU has sidelined Jane's character for uh, almost a decade now. She's, she and they can't been. possibly ask me to give a fuck anymore. She has <laughs> been, but they have gone out of their way to remind you of her consistently. Yeah. Every movie Thor's in, there's always like, a hey, where's over. Jane? Oh, is Jane doing okay? Oh, I'm sad Jane's gone. Yeah. Jane is safe. Selvig is safe. Like, it's like, oh, we don't know where she is. Like, it's like they always like make sure to mention her. Yeah. At least like she's at least, you know, brought up. That's what I mean, though. I just feel like that they went on this journey for the Infinity Stones and all this other stuff for so long. And that was all great. That's Mm -hmm. fantastic. But now they're trying to come back to this centralized Thory, if you will. Well, and it's the first of the OG. It's the first of the OGs we've seen since Endgame, too. Yes. And then so it's like. Do you don't you can't do this. You're not pulling off. So what they decided to do because it's Taika and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have Korg narrate and in Waka Waka or Yada Yada everything that's been going on, mm-hmm. and even make Jane in a meta way joke about what she's been doing in the interim, and it, it, none of it, none of that worked for me. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of just laughing, like this is a comedy. Like it's like when I'm watching me myself and Irene. Am I yeah. judging the act structure? No, No. I'm just laughing. And this is a comedy through and through. But when we got to the third act and we got this whole dynamic of Gore, the God Butcher's daughter and how he chooses her instead of killing the gods Mm -hmm. to bring back. And that now Thor is raising her. And that's Chris Hemsworth's actual daughter, by the way. No. Uh, and that whole dynamic at the end when he's jumping to to fight with the with, who's accredited as the name Love, by yeah. the way, which I thought was awesome. So she's Love and Thunder is Thor. That's the Love and Thunder duo, right. not Jane. And th- yeah, that's I, I love beautiful. That. That's yeah. beautiful. So that's yeah. retroactively. I'm like, that movie kicked ass, even sure. though it's like yeah. the last 10 minutes that nailed it. And this is where the movie succeeds in terms of like taking the character of Thor into a new place. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, now he's going into fatherhood. That's an interesting w- place to take the yes, character. I yeah, like where is. that goes. Yeah, it, it wraps up a lot of stuff that was kind of lingering that they haven't been able to touch on either through, you know, Natalie Portman's like lack of involvement or whatever. But yeah, I like the fact that at the end, yeah, we're taking him kind of to 
a next level of for the or like next part of the character. But again, when I feel like this movie, even though I did like it, and I, I, I'm being swayed, Andy. Oh, oh no! no. Oh, no. <laughs> what Get this movie reminds you. me of is like a Disney Plus MCU show mm-hmm. that's leading to the really cool wow. story that is love the character and Thor running around doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, so like it 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 didn't accomplish almost anything as far as like the overarching MCU is concerned. Like the sequence that pretty much everybody here hated, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, that was just mandated by the fact that he left with the Guardians mm-hmm. the last time we saw him. Mm-hmm. And so we had to have Well, they could have had Korg throw into his narration. Sure. And then the Guardians, uh, you know, pissed off. But there, there's the Disney mandated cameo from someone sure, else sure. within a dim, uh, MCU. Well, if they didn't movie. include that scene, they couldn't have put it in the trailer and tricked everybody into sure. buying tickets, right? So, but <laughs> really, as far as like as the big plot of the MCU, all we got is that Thor's a dad and Jane is dead, and that's pretty much it. I would argue. And I don't Zeus know. Zeus is kind of pissed. There is sure. a big plot yet. Like, what is the what is the phase four direction? Does I, anybody know? I think it's leading towards the multiverses and Kang. I think is what it is. Okay. It's definitely Mephisto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Andy's right. It's 100% Mephisto. I stake my yeah. life on that. <laughs> I will bet my 401k. <laughs> and all my Heath bars. Uh, anything else we want to say before we talk about that stinger? I think that's something we probably should talk about. Uh, I thought the needle drops were gratuitous in this. I don't think I they worked either. Tired of them. They did. Okay. I will say, for, I can say without a doubt, the GNR stuff did not work. Oh, Gino? anywhere near as well as the Led Zeppelin stuff. I was going to ask just compared to you guys coming off of, you know, a series of hot needle drops and stranger things. Uh-huh. And like that, cause that was my thing is like, they're, they're kicking up all this metal or like, not, I mean like GNR and, you know, uh, and whatever. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm like a few days removed from stranger things. And like, I've seen great needle drops and like, yeah, you see yeah. them like side by side, like they're not the same, obviously, but to see like, Oh, these aren't as good. The battle scene on the whatever planet where Thor's being is just straight himbo mm-hmm. in the beginning with the guardians, <laughs> that music, that needle drop was fine, but there was another one where they kind of, blew over the re-entrance of Valkyrie and she's, she's just doing an old spice commercial. Mm-hmm. But a part of me was like, turn the fucking music down. My girl's talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the one that did work for me was uh November rain when Thor passed on his powers, which apparently he can do now. I, right. I, I didn't question that did it. Work. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. The little kid with the stuffed bunny. That was like, that was hilarious. When the lightning comes out and hits all the kids to imbue them with the power, it That's actually looks tree. like Yggdrasil, uh, which is the world tree in Norse mythology. I saw the little tree. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but you I forgot about on. the fucking lightning bunny, yeah. Andy. And yeah. I've, I've known Andy since we were nine. And so when that happened, my wife wasn't laughing. I looked around her <laughs> at Andy, who was just full of glee. Because yeah. I, I knew it. I needed right. that so at that moment. My, bo- my so, boy was sitting in mirth. <laughs> lightning bunny or fairy eight-year-old uh, bisecting the shadow monster. That was also incredible, but it has to go with the lightning. Oh, for sure. Just the face ah! that she the screen, <laughs> yeah. dude. Because it's oh, like absolutely. she had that like 50 caliber oh, mountain yeah. on top of the like military <laughs> yeah. jeep vibe with the bunny. You she, know? Was, she was there. It was great. <laughs> Going full Duke Nukem on him. <laughs> I, I did see in an interview, I think it was Vanity, it might have been Vanity Fair with uh, Taika and Chris Hemsworth. And um, they said that the designs for the shadow monsters were all drawn by their kids. Really? 
And I thought, huh, like, that's that's, a, cool. that's really cool because uh, they do kind of look like monsters that a little kid would draw, mm-hmm. right? Which, at first, when they first started appearing, I was like, I don't know if I like this. But then the more I think about it, I'm like, actually, that looks like a. If I had to think of a shadow monster, it would be those. So yeah, I, I love back to piggyback Andy's thoughts. I I just wish we had seen more of it. And I hope we get like a fucking steelbook Blu-ray with like 30 minutes of deleted scenes. I really mm-hmm. hope we do. Mm-hmm. Because the whole idea of him just yanking that sword out of the shadows and then so cool. disappearing back into it yeah. at mm-hmm. will, like he, it was believable. Like it's the same thing with Hawk, but with Thor as well. It's really tough to make it interesting when he fights because mm-hmm. he's immortal. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he, I don't know what you can even do to the guy. Right. But now they've got this god killing sword, and the way that he moves in and out of the shadows, it's like I felt like Thor was in peril. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that was really fascinating to me. Yeah, he looked like he was going to lose, and he would have the in that first yes. face off until he got outnumbered. What I didn't understand, and I didn't like, is uh, Gore got the drop on him twice mm. and just put the sword to his throat for no reason. Like, yeah, why oh, would you, yeah. you would just behead yeah, that, him. That like, was that this was, is your goal. He's got the axe that you want, and you mm-hmm. don't like gods. That was the James Bond tell you my plan. Yeah, plan. but. <laughs> But he didn't even tell him a plan. He was like, I'm going to stick you. But I get it. Like, Thor's a beautiful like, man. I can picture yeah. Gore being like, God oh, damn. And it. it's, not that hard. it's not that hard to pull the, like, I'm going to make you watch. Oh, right. And like, there you go. Now I'm not, and I don't have to stick it in your neck. Yeah. Uh, real quick, just because I don't know if I'm the only one that feels this way, but Russell Crowe's Zeus reminded me a lot of the French knights from Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Yeah. Oh, I can see yeah. that. I, I love the whole idea of Zeus having I like this in your general direction. Accent. Oh, yeah. yeah. So your great. mother was a hamster. <laughs> Two by tw- uh, yeah, I, I, he said he's already got one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a, I do wish it, this is kind of circling back to like, I, I want more gore because mm-hmm. uh, we all agree. Volume gore. one of Jason Aaron's uh, 2012 Thor run, I think is what it is. Oh, oh, he's great. Yeah. yeah. And he looks different in the comics. He's, he's an alien yeah. in the he comics. He doesn't have the nose. Yeah. Either, which would have made the, Christian Bale look too Voldemorty. Yeah. yeah that's so why what they didn't a Voldemort do it. he would have been. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Are you sure? Uh, me? Man. But I, really, I really wish we would have gotten more gore for a couple reasons. <laughs> a, uh, we could see him actually butcher some gods. Yes. yes. B, you can actually see him be proficient with his sword because I don't feel like they really showed how he, he's a sword. He wasn't very swordy. Yeah. He yeah. wasn't. Yeah. He just mm-hmm. kind of like. He either threw it in the ground and forgot about it because the monsters are there or he just kind of stumbled around with it. Well, I feel like that that was actually kind of cool for me because he is not a warrior. The the sword is doing the work mm-hmm. and that's why he's like disappearing, reappearing like the sword is doing everything. It has a just lot a of vessel. like similar qualities to like the symbiote. Yeah, I feel like. Yes. Agreed. It, it had its own. Uh, what's the word? Sentience. Sentience. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And. Mm. Now I forget my last point. One more gore. More gore. gore. That is on me. More gore. More gore. More sword. More gore. More gore. We had two more gore and Thor four. Okay, now I get it. (laughs) And 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 you kind of touched on this, Chris, but I want to kind of reiterate it is. The whole time you're like, yeah, Gore's right. Every god is an asshole. Like, I really wish you could have had it added some type of moral shading. Like, oh, he's going to kill all gods. Here's an example of a good one that doesn't deserve it. That he kills anyway. Mm-hmm. That would have been awesome to yeah, say. Yeah, like just to add some have sort of complexity to it. Lena Headey. Yeah, have him destroy Omnipotent City. Uh, and and there's also like in you're Thor not the Dark Dark World. Oh, <laughs> man. In Thor the Dark World. Uh, I think Odin has a line where he's like, we're not gods. We were born, we live, and we die. Like, mm-hmm. he straight up says, we are not gods. So yeah. I like the idea of Thor, who isn't really a god, 
fighting to protect these beings because he knows it's right not to have them just be mercilessly murdered. Yeah, which is a lot of Jane Foster's motivations in the comics, too, is like as Mighty Thor, she's a much more serious character. Mm -hmm. And maybe that was some of the TikTok complaints, too, talking about like they didn't take it seriously enough because when she is Thor, she is like deadly serious about it. And that's kind of the thing, too, is like she's doing this knowing that it's killing her. But like she has to do it because she's just motivated to do the right thing. And that was just, again, something that I feel like is just totally whiffed on. I agree. Like, I agree. Just like a that's little extra good, quality. But less fun. It like, is. There, and it is because she's still fun. kind of learning and like learning how it works. Cause like they, I love how they nailed like what Mjolnir can do. Cause Mjolnir was way more powered, uh, like in this little run than it was for Thor. And that's like kind of a sticking point. But it's just, yeah, I just feel like it's so much like good, but like, not good enough or not enough good. I agree with you there. Like there's, this could have been so much better. And especially with the talent that you have at your disposal, like Mm -hmm. my expectations were sky high for this. And even though I had a great time Mm -hmm. and I think that this movie will improve with rewatches and hopefully again, I'm praying for some extra scenes uh, because Thor Ragnarok was not my favorite in the MCU until like my third watch where I was like able to be honest with myself. Like, mm-hmm. this is fucking incredible. Actually, <laughs> this is moving me. Yeah. And I, I cried last night at the end of this film. Like I said, you know, when the whole uh, it, kudos mostly to Christian Bale, but the, when the, the whole thing where it came about where he was asking eternity for his daughter instead. Yeah. And he's like, but I'm going to do it when he realized he could do that. Cause mm-hmm. it never occurred to him. Cause he was just motivated blinded by, by rage. Yeah. Right. Oh shit. I could just ask for my daughter back. But then he's like, but I'm going to die. And he gets real sad. Like she'll be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just, I'm getting chills. And now. I, that's, that's, that's great. great. The, the whole eternity thing yeah. was awesome. It's perfect. Cause mm-hmm. even like Thor is just like, what do you like? What do I care? You've won. Like, why yeah. am I going to spend it fighting you? Yeah. That was, and like, that was the closest to me where he was just like, you're right. Like I deserve to die. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Like we kind of got to the point, I guess, but yeah, I just, yeah. Did you guys, was it just me or there's that really great shot of, you see the reflection of Christian Bale lying on the ground after he did his wish. And the daughter as eternity. Mm-hmm. And the daughter as eternity yes. walks up. That was creepy, yeah, but was cool. So beautiful. Loved it. Yeah. It was really well done. It's like, you're, it's your daughter, but not. And I love that. Yeah. There was some nuance there. Which I guess that's why she has powers is because she's eternity mm-hmm. created her. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know either. I, I just accepted it when she shot the frying pan with the purple eyeball stuff. Right. Like, sure. <laughs> like, why not? She don't like pancakes. I get it. This is nonstick. Pan flaps. She got that from her mother's side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but overall, like, let's talk about the stinger now because we got uh, fucking Roy Kent. Yes. I as Hercules. Hercules and Jerkin. I say. We're all big fans of Ted Lasso here, right? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. So what'd you think about that? I didn't see that coming. Fucking loved it. (laughs) With the impressions that come out of nowhere, dude. God damn, that was solid. I think my actual note that I wrote is just Herc, Roy Kent. Like that was all I wrote because I was just like, oh my god! Like of we, all people, you know what they say about Roy Kent? He's here. He, he's, he's there. there. He's, he's every, every fucking, fucking where. where. Roy Kent. He'll see you in the list, Lichtenstein. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it's fascinating. So for for, for Thor five, we have, I didn't like that Zeus was still alive because I thought that was pretty incredible that Thor just killed him. Yeah, I love that too. But I love getting to see serious Russell Crowe for a brief second. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, all of a sudden, it was Maximus. Like, like silly French knight Russell Crowe, then just like uh, made 
him like like oh they will fear the gods again it made me be like oh crap like yes they're yeah. like you aren't silly you just went away for a while and, and it's like, gonna be so weird when we get thor 5 and it's not taika waititi and now all these characters are Brian. Way <laughs> different. Way I hope so. Hark, thor you have you doth killed me before brana <laughs> <laughs> is just over there wasting time on the fucking belfast and mortar on the borient express <laughs> i liked belfast but he needs to stop uh, with the man, express Bel- movies belfast is lazy it was a good movie about film about the you know i will accept no. kenneth Branagh directing the next thor as long as he cameos as poirot <laughs> <laughs> you know give, Ken, give kenneth brana a jane foster valkyrie movie oh, let yeah. him do that let's do that where you she's know? like in valhalla but doing yeah. valhalla crimes yeah i would love to see like christopher mcquarrie directed out of nowhere and just have like this insane movie just oh, the geez. intricate plot <laughs> And then even Thor's confused because he's so dumb. Like, <laughs> so do you guys think that Hercules is going to be like a plot point in Thor five or at some point in the future? Or is that just fun? Who, we like who knows? Who knows? I know he's definitely going to be involved, but like, I don't know like where or when or how. We're or still like, waiting on Adam Warlock to yeah. come back. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, been like five the, years. The post credit uh, yeah. scene, I feel like was just a, hey, Idris Elba is still pretty cool, huh? You know, like that, that was. Well, that was a. Uh, cherry on the top of Jane's story. I would, yeah. I would, I would mm-hmm. say, I would argue that that was the end of her her and story. It is mm-hmm. the, like, oh, the she's greatest. It is the greatest stinger in MCU history. Tell them why, Steve. So, on its surface, you're going to watch. Uh, so, listener, this is only very specific to our showing. You're probably going to watch it and be like, "Why did they say it was the greatest MCU singer of all time? That was not great." I'm going to tell you why. Tell so it plays why. out. Heimdall's like, Heimdall's like, "Welcome to Valhalla." And the music's rescinding, it drops, and you just hear this one woman behind just like, good, she deserves it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just completely dead ass. Oh, good, she deserves it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just mm-hmm. and, and in that accent, too, I'm like, oh, woman, you just saved this movie. Right. Yeah, Steve was like, thank you. Now <laughs> that, I'm happy. Was, that was the greatest thing you've <laughs> she made. She does this. deserve Valhalla. I missed that experience. So for me, the play is stick around, watch the first mid credit scene after all the big names happen. When the actual role goes, goes then go pee and then come back because the credits last 20 minutes and then come stand at the side and wait so i was not there with you guys you missed him down yeah because we went we went outside the theater and like yeah that ending singer was kind of a dud right and chris (laughs) and i were like it was the greatest singer of all time (laughs) (laughs) i have audible proof (laughs) and it is the woman behind me yeah andy and his girlfriend left i was so baffled because i looked at sean i remember and i was like where's andy going there hasn't been one stinger in 13 fucking years is he crazy uh but now i get and now i know your your move that's the play i did it for another one i don't think it was dark doctor strange whatever came out before doctor strange eternals i don't know uh spider-man 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 no way home we did the same thing for that one like stick around watch the first one go pee watch the second one the second singer is typically not nearly as important usually not but in this one i really don't think the roy kent thing was a one-off joke I, but i'm not the one to ask i don't know the comics i don't know if hercules is a is a thing in terms of that i couldn't yeah. tell you it just blows my mind by league of actor you know what i mean like i love uh, it was brett goldstein Steen. i yeah. think that's his name um, yeah. I, I like him as roy kent and that little bit that he did in sesame street was pretty cool but i really don't know him other than those two things well that, i think that's pretty much well, it. he's mostly a writer isn't yeah. he yeah yeah okay i think that you know they got a we didn't know who chris hemsworth was you right. know um 
And Chris Evans had had two failed appearances as a superhero and mm-hmm. one semi-successful one, if you count Scott Pilgrim before. You know what I mean? Like these, sure. the, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was a fucking huge gamble. Yeah. He was fresh out of rehab. Yeah. So it was just like this, these movies make them, not the other way around. So uh, like the last stinger we got that was huge like this was Eternals. And then we got Patton Oswalt as a little cartoon character and Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Well, the last one we got would have been Doctor Strange and we got Charlie Theron. Theron and that, that's pretty huge. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But that's, you know. Yeah, they're just introducing minor characters to be like, they might come back if we make yeah. another movie. I hope so. Hope you all want Adam Warlock. I thought Roy Kent's pecs were popping in that stinger. Yeah. Just me personally. Oh, don't get me wrong. I was hard. I was mm. just surprised. Yeah, I was happy to see him. I like I like that guy. I love that character so much. That was that was cool. All in all, you know, I think uh, we got two and a half stars over here, guy. And a rounded up seven. A rounded, rounded up, up seven. seven. <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm at a solid. I'm definitely a solid seven. Yeah. And I think that it might go up in successive rewatches. It might go down. I don't know. I want to watch it again to see if maybe it was just the high lofty expectations I was holding it to in comparison to Ragnarok. Sure. So I, I call that uncharted complex and what, how I describe that as is the jump from dark world to Ragnarok was so great that people were really blown away by Ragnarok, which then sets too high expectations for the follow-up to Ragnarok. That jump's going to be smaller, not uncharted quite unlike three. the jump from uncharted to uncharted two, which was huge, but the jump from two to three was much smaller, but three is the better game. Three but is really good. I was like, Oh, maybe for this a second, just I thought like, you were talking about the movie on no, I'm like, no, uh, explain. No, that's the Mark Wahlberg <laughs> complex. But, uh, and, that, and I had to like, I sat there like over like from like last night and like today I was just like, is this just a smaller leap in quality? Like, is this what's bothering me? Is it just like, is the jump not as big, you know? And it wasn't like, I, after thinking about it, like, no, and even talking about it with you guys, I'm like, no, it's just like, it still goes Ragnarok, Thor, love and thunder, dark world. Dang. You put one over love and thunder. What? Same. Did I stutter? Bones, man. Bones. We yeah. could solidarity. Getting knucks right now. Listen, mm-hmm. well, we can all agree. This movie was a lot better than multiverse of madness. Am I right? Knucks, everybody. I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not I, know. I put it, I put it below it. I, I would actually put it. They, above. they really liked multiverse of madness. I yeah. loved it, but I also super loved love and thunder. So, uh, no, but not because multiverse was bad. So, yes, but not because multiverse is bad. You said, can we put it above it? Can we all agree that Love and Thunder <laughs> is better than multiverse? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And you're going to watch Steven. You're going to watch Doctor Strange again, and you're going to be like, I changed my mind. <laughs> this movie's dope. That movie they also has only one good act, but it's in the middle, so it doesn't stick with you as good, you know? Am I right, guys? <laughs> Says you. Spoilers for Multiverse of Madness, just in case someone's listening to this out of sequence. But there's a video on Twitter where it's the reveal of Charles Xavier. And oh, he comes in it. and he, he goes down grinding. the ramp and starts grinding on the rails. <laughs> God, that's so funny. I've seen that. <laughs> the Tony Hawk for a skater menu music's in the back. Of the <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. <laughs> it's really well made, too. It's really well made. Yeah. Legit. Well, I think, does that wrap up our Thor Love and Thunder coverage? Anybody else so. have any last minute hoorahs to throw in there? Any waka wakas you want to get uh, in? The three movies I walked away with wanting to watch after Thor Love and Thunder was the black and white cut of The Mist, which I did. Wonderful, uh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, then Monty Python, The Holy Grail, uh, which is why I asked about the French Knights thing. And uh, because of the CG, I got real big Phantom Menace vibes. I just Sometimes. rewatched Phantom Menace. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I don't know if it was Omnipotent City reminded me of the Galactic Senate, 
That's something, fair. Something like, about it. Some croissant with the lights on, maybe. Yeah, some of it just gave me some Phantom Menace vibes. Well, maybe it's because the movie was Wizard. Have we? <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us to our uh, Thor Mad Lib or our Rad Lib. Rad Lib. Andy, Ooh. what monstrosity did you and and Alex and Steve and I create? Well, we have a little story here called The Hammer and the Slammer. Mm. <clears throat> and it goes thusly. Now I know what you're thinking. Oh, no. Alex is in a bugle. How did this happen? Well, sometimes you have to get ran just to get a straight answer out of somebody. Oh no. It's a long story, but basically I'm a bit of a beer. See, I spent some time on earth, pissed some priests, (laughs) saved the planet a couple of times. Then I went searching through the cosmos for some magical caramelized infinity stone things. Didn't find it. That's when I came (laughs) across the path of death and swordfish, which led me all the way here into this bookshelf. How much longer do you think we'll be here? Very nice. The end. Very nice. Is that his? Is that a That's quote the, from his I from, opening uh, segment in Thor Ragnarok? Okay, yeah. Spe- when he's just, talking to the speaking skull. of death and swordfish, I'd like to think that probability there's at least a one percent chance that somebody got buried with a DVD copy of Swordfish starring John Travolta and Halle Berry. <laughs> yes, like I they remember took that, that with them. Like they, they got the two nickels on the eyes for the boatman and a copy of DVD of Swordfish. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just like I know what I need for the afterlife. There's at least one person that loves that movie that much. Right. Hey, yeah. what else are you gonna watch on the boat? You know, but that's right. a brilliant way to incorporate the Mad Libs into our non-Stranger Things yeah. content. Yeah. Because you only read the words that you need at the beginning. And even if it's from the movie, that's after the spoiler section where we reveal it. So what I, I think had you're on to something, out, Andy. What I had to leave out, and I was so sad about it, is the very next follow-up lines, which set the tone for Taika Waititi being in the MCU, which was uh, the villain walking up and say, say, he says... Thor, son of Odin. And he says, Sauter, son of a bitch. (laughs) And that's the best shit ever. Son of a bitch. And I had to leave it out because it just didn't work. Yeah. Well, maybe next time, buddy. Just without reason. Like we're covering... Just a completely different movie. You just mad libbing the script for Ragnarok. You just do the scene by scene, just like half page by half page. Yep, for no reason. Um, But I think that's all the time we have for right now. Thank you for sticking with us. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. I'm Steve. I'm Alex. And this was Streaming Things. Happy streaming. Alex is going to do us the pleasure of reading the Patreon subscribers. I don't even work here. But this is fun. You should do this for all your guests. Hey, Wells, Double A, Aaron, hey, <laughs> Double <laughs> R, like Aaron, hey, Aaron B. I feel like I'm playing the show. Aaron K. <laughs> Adam C. Adam.
be as long as the Thor episode. <laughs> Andrew, Andy, Angela, Eddie, Eddie H. <laughs> Ariana or Ariana, long A, short A. How do you use Ashley? <laughs> Brenda. His voice is gonna be shot. Now this Brittany. Thank you, Cake. Thank, thank you, Cake. Thank you, Cake. I muted us because we're he's so loud. <laughs> Carlo! Carl <laughs> Casey! <laughs> Can't all be winners, but you know who can be a winner? Katarina! Chloe! Yeah, Chloe. Cody! Yeah, Cody. Cryptoholic! <laughs> Gotta get, get some help, man. Danielle! David! Oh, you went Vince McMahon on that one. Oh my god. Emily Enza. She's gonna love that one. I love Enza. Erica Urban Gavin Glenn. That was three. That was three different <laughs> ones. <laughs> three. That sounded like one name. Hannah. Jacqueline, Jacob, Jade, Jared, Jeanette, hey, This is where everyone usually kind of like, this is a long list, I'm going to speed it up. <laughs> Jenny, Jessica, so <laughs> Jenny, Joel, hey, Joel, D, John, M, John, R. I'm a chainsaw. Jason. <laughs> I've just lost the job. Jordan. Josh. <laughs> Jungle. Boy. Alicia. Katharina. Katie. Kayla. Kelsey. Karen. Kevin. Kiki. <laughs> Kimberly Kyle Lady Pris <laughs> Lee Because she's a lady Lisa Marcus Michelle That was another three Mike Mindy Mo Nick <laughs> Nick Oh, Ryan, Paula, Phil, Reese, the Reed family, the whole family, the whole family, Robin, Samantha, S, Sandra. Sandra, A, 
Sarah, Shay, Stephanie, Stephen, V, Tara, Toby, Thomas, J, Thomas, V, Tyler, that's your money's worth guys wow there you go holy shit thank you for supporting us damn